My name is Daniel Berry, and I'm an alcoholic. Good to be in a meeting. Uh, my sobriety birthday is May the 29th of 91. My sponsor is Jimmy Moss. I'm a member of the No Nonsense Group. Wow. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> I was to lead all of our meetings every day, all the time. You know, <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Robert, uh, for having me. I <clears throat> wrote this format many years ago at my original home group. Uh, we've tweaked it a little bit. Uh, time slot on Thursday nights at the open door that needed to be filled. Uh, and I was wondering how to get the people over there. And Dennis suggested that we make the topic sex. And the following <laughs> week, the room was packed. Much <laughs> <laughs> uh, like alcoholics, we're kind of like bunny rabbits. We kind of... We want to do it. We're going to hump it all the time. And, uh, it's a good thing that this meeting's not about that. Um, and what I had to figure out when I got sober <coughs> is some of this part of my life that uh, I use as an excuse to keep getting drunk. And part of the insanity of my alcoholism is uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to get loaded, and I don't think so, and I don't believe it, and I don't even know it. I don't recognize it. Because, like the doctor's opinion says, this has become the only normal life I, I have to live. You know, it gets to a point in my drinking and thinking, well, that's all I'm really doing is thinking about drinking or drinking so I can keep thinking. And I don't really want to change because the disease is controlling my life. And people, well-meaning onlookers, <coughs> including AA people, come up uh, to different types of people like us and try to rally us around the idea of not drinking. And it just doesn't work for a guy or a gal like me unless uh, there's a complete and total surrender. And it's kind of what I had to go through in order to really accept the things that I couldn't change when I was able to do the inventory with my original sponsor. Uh, and much uh, unlike other people who come to AA, there was no secrets list for me. I wrote everything down, you know, all of it, the wee-wee stories, the gay shit, all of that. It all got wrote down. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want to keep doing that. Uh, and I didn't want to leave. And I didn't believe that uh, I would be able to stay. And that was before I read the entire book. Uh, something in my soul was connected to the steps I took. And I don't know how that really started except for the fact that I needed to begin when I got here. And I really don't encourage anyone to stay stuck at the beginning fighting the process uh, because that's not a successful step one, and you're never going to get through this part of the inventory, honestly. You know, and I've sponsored a lot of people for a lot of years. Uh, I didn't just start sponsoring last Friday. I was sponsoring men at the rehab I got sober in before I even took the steps. Uh, and, I, and I did that and didn't have not one fucking problem with that. In my mind, I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. Uh, and, and I had no idea what I was telling those people to do. But, you know, uh, part of what went on there is uh, what Larry T. talked about uh, at our home group a few weeks ago. And it, wasn't, it didn't satisfy me just because I was sober at Warm Springs. You know, what satisfied me is I actually gave a shit about it and tried to share it with someone else. Um, because I could get sober if my mother hid her purse in a different spot. 
uh, but I could never stay sober based on the sobriety that I got uh, when I came here. I, I couldn't do it the way you guys did it. And so what happened basically is I met this guy at uh, my original home group, and, you know, he basically walked me through these questions that Robert just read. And one of the things, and I'm so grateful that we changed the format to where the chairperson reads it every week because it gives me an opportunity to reflect a little better uh, because I'm familiar with the way Robert reads. And I like uh, the emphasis over here when he says, uh, but this is only a half-truth. And, you know, it depends uh, on us and our motives. And if we are sorry for what we have done and have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we will be forgiven. And I don't know about you, but I've done some fucked-up shit in sobriety. And... Um, and I hang out with people who believe in forgiveness. And when I'm hanging out by myself, there is no forgiveness. Get the crucifix ready. I'm going up. And I live with spiritual giants who practice forgiveness because they work the steps. They're not trying to work each other. And I know that, you know, there's some stuff that had come up recently for me and what I had to look at and, and my part and, and all of that, which what we do, you know. Um, I just refuse to believe that I continuously harm others with 21 years of sobriety and I'm just locking out on a daily basis and not getting drunk. I don't believe in that. Mistakes included, you know. I just don't believe that I'm just fucking everybody over every day and I'm just locking out at the end of the day sober for two fucking decades. I'm just too nasty and sloppy to get away with stuff like that. Uh, I need these things that we are supposed to do. Um, another part that stands out for me is where it says, um, we avoid hysterical thinking or advice. And I don't know about you, but when I used to do speed, uh, everything was fucking hysterical. You know, everything was kind of, you know, intense. like taking off my shoes, you know, it's like a really, like a big deal. I remember the first time I did that form of alcohol in, in another community called Another Thing, and I was telling the guys last night after an incident that took place at the house, I just, I just remember, like, talking about everything that was on my fucking mind. Whatever I thought about, I said it when I got high off that shit. I was just like... Everything I'm saying is what I'm thinking, man. And I'm in connection with the universe. You know, and one of the parts about the universe that I often forget is uh, my life is, can end physically. When I'm all done being in touch with reality and shit, part of it is to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to be morbid, but, you know, we're all going to die. You know, this program is not about living forever. You know, it's about being fearless and thorough from the very start. And when I don't write down these things and answer these questions and share this information with another human being with 21 years of sobriety, I'm in danger of losing my recovery. And I understand that today. And it's not like a threat or, 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 or a weird-ass, like, omen or anything. Uh, they base all this stuff 
they base all this stuff uh, on the facts out of our experience. And I want to be a part of the we that cares. I want to be a part of the we that takes the steps. I want to be a part of the we that actually makes amends and pays back the money. I want to be a part of the we that actually doesn't have to be going we every day in order to make it an AA. And part of the insanity that I see in a lot of my friends, and I've even slipped into it from time to time, we talked about it a little bit last night in the book study, is that if, if, if somehow um, I convince myself that I'm really sober, that that somehow is going to turn into me automatically staying sober. And I believe that this work and this inventory is more of a tangible, factual, uh, actual thing that keeps me sober more than me just being sober, which means i got to do it no matter how long I've been sober. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. I guess I'm trying to focus everybody or interest you in staying. Leaving is a bitch. You know, staying means we're coming up out of that ditch. And emotionally, I was trapped sexually because part of the way I got loaded after I would run out of food stamps and money, you know, is to offer myself to the community, you know, uh, to get loaded. And, um, you know, I came here with a lot of names and wreckage and faces, you know, because I, I couldn't pin who did what and how much money, you know, I, could, I couldn't remember a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> but the actual ability to answer the question about whether it was selfish or not was very fucking easy to answer. <laughs> and I hear and see people trying to play around with this stuff and not really be keeping it simple. One of our good friends kept a resentment against one of our friends who's still here about the idea that should be coming up out of these questions. It's not an etch-a-sketch situation here. That whatever I come up with after I answer these questions and I read them with my sponsor, that's the idea that I work toward in order to not be dishonest or selfish when it comes to my pursuit for sex. And I wanted it to be something interesting because when I try to go out on a date with somebody or I'm trying to have sex and get a piece of ass, for some reason I just envision like uh, props and things coming out. Uh, a lot of guys call it game. And I want, you know, uh, mirage to take place so I can really prove to this person that we're finna to have sex. And uh, that's trickery and bullshit. And I've learned, uh, as old as I am, you know, that uh, most people can see the sham. In fact, if somebody is willing to kind of wed up with that and be a part of that, then they're just as fucking dishonest as I am. <laughs> Especially, you know, uh, and I've learned that, you know, by watching myself and my friends. I've learned it based out of our experience. You know, I'm not up here just monologuing, you know, and, 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 and cataloging these things the way the book outlines it is just part of sobriety for me. I'm no longer being brainwashed by my sponsor to cooperate with living behind the motives of the big book. You know, it doesn't take my sponsor an hour and a half to go over work with me. Because I'm not sitting there 
hemming and hawing, acting like he really don't know what the fuck he's talking about. You know, I've learned how to cooperate with this guy. And that's what I wanted to share or convey tonight, man, is if you're a newcomer, I would suggest um, doing what a lot of people have to do with time sober, get used to practicing cooperation. You know, one of the things that one of my sponsees does, and I know he does it because I had to start doing it and I can see it, is you start making listening to your sponsor a good thing. <laughs> Instead of something to fucking bitch and debate about. And go and lay in the bed for hours after being instructed. You know, start wanting to change that. And, and make listening to your sponsor a good idea. Notice I didn't say ideal. Because a lot of the shit he be saying don't seem like it come from God. But nevertheless, it's not coming from me. And my higher power is a humility junkie. You know, my higher power gets off on humility. He's like smoking that shit every day. And, uh, and, and, and so I'm one of his little bitches that goes out primarily and tries to push humility, you know? And since I can't do it the way my ego wants to, I try to stick with the way that you guys tell me to, how to do it, how to practice humility. Answering these fucking questions, man. Here's another one real quick. I'm almost done. It says, we reviewed our conduct over the years past. And that connects me to another part of the inventory on, 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 on the, in the other part of the book where it says I already know it by heart I'm not going to look it up I just don't want people to think I'm trying to be a guru it says we reviewed our fears thoroughly in that part of the inventory I mean they really want me to um, see and feel and like uh, rather than think and know like I really have to look at stuff because left to my own devices you know, my story is I see things the way I want to see them so I can do what I want to fucking do. And AA has just screwed that up for me. And I've made it a part of my life to, like, see the shitty shit that I don't want to fucking deal with and then write about it and talk to my sponsor and share it with my sponsees, the ones who I trust their direction that they live in. And, and uh... And move forward, man, and quit tripping. And, and that's what I had to do with these questions, man. If you're new, um, all I can share is that uh, part of the insanity is that, uh, that I, I start believing that I don't have to do it the way it's outlined. I, I want to tweak it. I want to put a spin on it. I want to add style <laughs> to my sobriety and stuff. All I'm saying is that that shit is a dead-end street, man. Just thinking about a couple of things today. I've had uh, I've had some things change, you know, moving out of this apartment and moving into this fucking closet. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I and I was thinking to myself, you know, musing that I really, I really need more removal uh, of self. Uh, centeredness and self-will and, and selfishness. I need more of that to be removed. And uh, 
I'm just really grateful that I'm not confused about that. Some people are. You know, it took me about 10 years of sobriety, uh, and, I, and I didn't realize it until I heard somebody else share it. It's like, you know, I, I can't spend a whole lot of time talking to myself. It's, not, it's very unhealthy. And I know some people, like, get off on it, and I see even people, like, moving their body while they do it and shit. And, you know, I'm, I, at 21 years sober, I'm very uncomfortable with talking to myself. Uh, I, just, I see people like like gaming with it and having a great time with it, and I I just think it's really really a bad idea to just be talking to myself about all this bullshit instead of being open for somebody else. And that's what I see at the end uh, of my share here and on page seventy is like when the most powerful part of this thing is not through not getting through the guilt and the shame of the circumstances that I don't want to share with anybody. Like the most powerful aspect of this is what I started with when I alluded to Larry, and it's like, how is this going to benefit somebody else? How am I going to be able to share my experience with another alcoholic? You know, how am I going to be open and ready to help somebody walk through these questions, man? Instead of just tripping off of the weight of the questions. What, am I answering this stuff honestly enough to be a channel for my higher power to use for me to help another guy or gal get through this stuff. And I don't think that the answer to that question is in my pitch or my mood. It's in the people that are in my life. When my grand sponsor is down, grand sponsee is down there telling my landlord that this man helped me stay alive and stuff like that. Or when I take these almost 30 calls a day from the other side of the country and people are asking me and guys like Robert and stuff about these questions about their sobriety as a part of their writing assignment for their recovery. You know, the proof is in, you know, over half my sponsees having over five years of sobriety. You know, that I'm connected to that, that I haven't really initiated any of it. Um, there's proof in my life today uh, besides uh, all the things that I want to say. You know, and I'm really grateful that Alcoholics Anonymous is based on facts out of our experience. That we're not just sitting around here theorizing so we can look good and feel better. That we're picking your fucking ass up because we know what we're doing. You know, that we're helping you out because you fucking need it. You know, that we have these meetings because we care. You know, we listen to our sponsors because we don't want to go the fuck back out there. Um, and if anybody wants to be the opposite of that, so be it. I ain't going to go to jail for kidnapping. You know, we don't, I don't believe in practicing felonies today. Kidnapping is a fucking felony, man. He used to tell me, and I'll close with this. If I didn't want to get with this information so that I could best help somebody else, you know, a new person come here, he would reach across my stomach in that Volvo and open that door and tell me to get the fuck out of his car. And uh, I would close the door and reach down into my bag and pull out my step work and start reading it. You know, it was an option. Uh, 
That was the option. You know, go or stay. And uh, I'm really grateful that AA is that way because as a manipulator, I will vacillate and, 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 and navigate through everything but the fucking truth and live this way of life. You know, I'm a real alcoholic. So anyway, uh, I'm grateful to be here. And the inventory is just another part of walking through fear. You know, and I have to learn how to practice that in order to stay here. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of this. Thanks a lot.